88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. I'm often heard on Manao Radio midday on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But here I'm uh, doing our show off the record every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're live. We talk with some of the most interesting people on Maui and some who are visiting and uh, some from beyond. <laughs> and today we have Melissa Brock in no. the studio. Christine Wara. Christine Wara. Oh my, see I told you I was going to mess that up because I usually mess somebody's name up or get something wrong. Uh, and just to show that I'm fallible just like everybody else. I'm just like every human. And uh, Christine Wara, thank you for coming in. You're so welcome. You are uh, part of the Open Studios Tour, and we're going to talk about the tour. It's going on each and every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, it's all over the map. Uh, each and every weekend, it's a different area of Maui. And the coolest thing is you get to visit artists in their studios, which just doesn't happen except as part of the Open Studios Tour. And there's maps. Uh, you can follow along on, on the Internet. Uh, you can choose the different studios you want to visit. Uh, and there are sculptors and uh, creative people of, of every of oh, every yeah. kind. Lots of them. Uh, yeah. There's glass blowers and sculptors, like you said. There's painters like myself. Um, we're going to be giving uh, some short demos while we're showing our work. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a beautiful place where I'll be exhibiting. It's not my studio, but it's where I teach. Oh, okay. And it's a beautiful piece of property, Carla Thistle's property, out in Haiku. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. It's a beautiful place, and a lot of people will just stop by for the views, um, and for the art, of course. And uh, you'll be uh, displaying your work this weekend? This weekend, on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get up the uh, Open Studios uh, website because it gives you all the information you need. Open Studios Maui mm -hmm. 2020. And uh, interesting how other things pop up right. <laughs> ahead of... I didn't ask for uh, the Paradise Dream Photography or Bikram uh, Yoga <laughs> Maui, but evidently, uh, I don't know, maybe they paid to be on the top of the list. Uh, but the uh, Maui Open Studios event is absolutely free. And uh, if you're lucky, you might get in on a little music. Uh, uh, there might be a little uh, food involved, poo-poos. Uh, might be wine. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, each studio is different. And you teach at... Uh, at uh, it's the it's 4785 Hana Highway, and it's on the property of Carla Thistle. Oh, okay. Uh, she has this art barn where... An art barn. Yeah, and it's, it's not a barn in the traditional sense. It's a beautiful space. Um, there's four bays... And uh, in one of the bays, I teach students. I can fit up to about 10 or 12 students. And my classes fill up pretty quickly. So um, it's a place where I inspire other artists and people who are curious about art. And what's the address again? It's 4785 Hana Highway. Oh. Um, just past I think Jaws. Just yeah. past 
Jazz. Jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I went to uh, um, uh, an exhibit of Daryl Orwig's work there. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. Daryl had a show yeah. with us there. We love yes, Darryl. he's a great guy. Oh, man. I do too. We yeah. love Daryl. Yeah, he's, he's just one of our very, very favorite creative people. Yes, he is. He and taught me how to do um, oil pastel. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Well, he's a, a wonderful teacher. Yes. He, um, he taught me how to make a horse out of aluminum foil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever and seen if him you're, do Yes, that? I have three of them in my collection. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I know that uh, that area, you probably, people have probably driven by there uh, without even realizing there was a studio space in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hidden gem. And you teach um, uh, painting. I do. Yeah. I do. And your work is right behind you. And I just, I love the the one with the horse. And uh, I call them cowbirds. Yes. Uh, is, I, is that right? I, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. I know they like to um, eat the flies on the horses. Is and, that what they eat? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, dirt, whatever. <laughs> uh, but they're always together. And I always thought, you know, one of these days... I, I, uh, the one that you see behind me, uh, the horse is bending down, and he's got, he, he's eating the grass, and the bird is standing in the grass, and they're eye to eye. Yeah. So I titled this one, uh, Seeing Eye to Eye. Seeing Eye to Eye. Very good. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. I love the, the grass. It, it's just, uh, reminds me just a little bit of Curtis Cost's grass. He does the best grass. Oh, he does. Cost. I think he play, paints blade by blade. Oh, yeah, he did. You know, and yeah. he was he was doing a, a face painting at, a, 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 I think it was um, Seabury Crafts Fair or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was working away on somebody's face. And I said, I said Curtis, um, can you do one of your landscapes on my face? I would love that. <laughs> he said, well, he could, but it would cost about $4,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see. It might take a long time too you'd have to sit pretty still so the 10th annual uh, open studios tour is happening you can find it on the internet you can find maps and all and and displays of all the artists work um and then you can plan on on doing the tour it it's uh 11 a.m to 6 p.m on That's saturdays correct. and sundays yeah and there's a maui open studios guidebook as well and if you can pick one of those up, see where you can find them. I I have I don't a few, know where. but yeah, um, they should have them out in different. I would think the library would have them, but I'm not sure. Let's hope. But it is on the internet, and everybody's got a computer. Everybody or has a computer. If so. you type it in, just Maui Open Studios 2020, you'll find it there. Yeah, and then um, you can plan on uh, going on on the tour. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me find the event schedule. Here and uh, it all began at UH and uh, the opening cer uh, ceremony and celebration. Right. Uh, and then it was South Maui this past weekend, mm -hmm. and we're heading west, north, and central and east Maui this coming weekend from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And if you uh, click on the uh, the uh, days of the of the uh, the tour, the particular day you're interested in, you can see all of the artists involved, pictures of them and their work, 
Well, not always pictures of them, but anyway, you, you get the idea, and you can choose the kind of artwork you'd like to find out more about, maybe as a student or uh, just as uh, a collector. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just, uh, just a wonderful way of kind of getting in on, you know, we all want to be the first in our neighborhood or or uh, we all want to get in on something that not everybody we want to feel special and this is one way to uh, to be able to just visit these incredible people and I, I can't imagine a place on the planet that has more great artists really not just good artists but great artists doing wonderful things and, and I, I include you in on, on that because I I couldn't even think about painting a horse. I think I could do a bird. Actually, I did a a, a, a large nene for uh, one of those Vau Akua. Uh, you know, they have these events every uh, at I think it's viewpoints, mm -hmm. and uh, you have to paint an indigenous creature or right, plant right. or something. But I think my nene was too big oh. because it was about. Four feet by. Oh, that's not too big. <laughs> that's know. not too big. Well, but for the play, for for the viewpoints, which when they were first starting to do the Malama Bao Akua exhibit, uh, they were a lot of people were submitting small little birds and mm -hmm. things, and mine was <laughs> took up too much space. I think bigger than larger than life. No, no, well, you, I've got you've it. been holding out on me, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a painter. Oh, oh well, I, uh, that was uh, using pastels and oil, oil pastels and pastels. Oh, wonderful. So I, I love, I've always loved that. And uh, Do you still do it? No, I'm just, I'm so involved with radio, and I mean, that's sort of an excuse, but to really have a studio, you got to have some space. I, I live in a condo, so we, we just barely have enough space for the two of us, let alone... Oh, yeah. Tons oh, yeah. of artwork that's all stacked I, oh, up everywhere. Oh, boy, do I get that. Every room in my house has yeah. some kind of art supply or something stored. Um, in fact, I just recently made more space in the back of my house um, in closing the back lanai and putting in a screen so that I can work with encaustics outside. Uh, because with encaustics, it's, it's a hot wax medium. <coughs> And you need to um, have a lot of ventilation. So, um, and the other thing I really want to do is work more uh, large, large format. Oh yeah. And I really didn't have the space in my small studio, but there's nothing wrong with the kitchen table. There's something about creating something larger than yourself. I think that uh, uh, it, I. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I, I've created a couple of very large pieces that uh, now uh, I barely have room for. Uh, but uh, uh, there's something about creating something larger than yourself that um, has some kind of effect it on does. me. I don't know it what it does. is. It does. Well, you know, I find <coughs> that people either have no wall space left yeah, and they're just looking for a little tiny piece that... Maybe they can put it above their toilet or sink yeah. in their bathroom yeah. or wherever. Yeah. Um, and then there's people who are really looking to fill that big wall, that big space. And either they're going to make a collage of a lot of different art pieces formed together to make one large piece, or they're looking for that really large piece. Yeah. Um, well, I would have expected your painting of the horse and the bird to be much, much larger. 
Uh, how is it that you, you pared it down to this size? You can't even see the whole horse. Right. It's 24 by 24. I like to leave uh, some things up to the imagination. Um, I also like to uh, tell a story with my pieces. So the, the rest of the horse really didn't make or break the piece. It no. wasn't going to, it wasn't necessary to the whole story. And, um, and the bird actually was an afterthought. Really? Yeah. And the lovely such... thing about oils is that yeah. you can paint over things. And, well, and yeah, I, that's right. I didn't have, uh, I had to use one of my reference photos that I took from a distance, and it really wasn't that great. Uh -huh. So, you know, with um, being a creative person, I use other information forms. So I'll, I'll go on the Internet. I'll look at pictures. I'll put two pictures together to create one thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's... Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I don't know. I'm, I'm attracted to the story. Yeah, well, there's a good story there. I mean, you, you, you can make up whatever you want. I mean, you could create a, a whole dialogue, a, a little book of right. the horse and the bird, mm -hmm. da, da, da. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the, the cowbird is just standing there waiting for another quick bite. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't get a bird like that to, to sit still. Anytime you get close to one of those, I call them cowbirds, but any, they just fly away. And they're just gorgeous-looking flying birds. Right. They, 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 they are. They're big. Wings. And, they, and they, have, they love to come when the, plow, the plows are going yeah, by because yeah. whatever that plow kicks up, that's what they're all interested yeah. in. You'll see dozens of them all mm -hmm. around. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. Uh, so have you painted many birds and horses? Obviously, you must have done horses before. No. No? That was my first horse. Oh, my gosh. My first and only, actually. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I, it's wonderful. I'll paint, um, I'll paint a variety of subject. Um, I'm mostly drawn to the garden. Um, I'm a gardener myself, so all my inspiration I have is here. Yeah. And and from memory, um, I love um, I love to explore new places to get inspired by new things. I think that there's a plethora of floral and fauna here, and whenever I go on a hike, I take my cell phone. That's the new camera now. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I I love to take pictures, and um, I don't have to go any further than my backyard to really get a lot of inspiration. Well, is this from your backyard, the, the picture on your uh, right there? Yep, the tea leaves are from my backyard. Wow, yeah. it's gorgeous. Are those the colors of the tea leaves? They are when the light is coming through them. Oh, okay. And for me, uh, I think lighting has a lot to do with uh, the subject. Yeah. Um, for me, the sun tells a story of the time of day that we're in, whether it's the morning sunlight, which is a little cooler than the evening, which has that warm golden glow. I call it the magic hour at yeah. five o'clock. Yeah. And um, yeah, I have, I have, uh, that, that was a watercolor that I did a couple years ago and I just made a couple of prints to see what they would look like. So rich, uh, you don't think of watercolors as being that vibrant. Well, I don't like to make my watercolors wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. like vibrant colors. And, you know, when you think about watercolor, it is the, the ratio of water 
to pigment. Mm -hmm. So the more pigment you have, the more vibrant the color. Yeah. And I like to also mix my pigment right on the paper. I don't often mix, mm. pre-mix two colors together and then put it on the, on the paper. I like to um, either glaze or um, just go in with the, the value that I want. If I know it's going to be a dark value, then I go in and I hit it with that dark right away. By the way, if you can't see her work on the radio, you might check Facebook. We're on Facebook. And then you can see what we're talking about. Otherwise, you'll have to use your imagination, which is good, too. Or, or you can go on my website. There you go. I do that's have a right. website well, if you just Google my name. Let's do that because uh, right. I haven't uh, Googled your name yet. <laughs> well, it is. Well, let's see if <laughs> we get sure it. I get it right. Yeah, Christine <laughs> okay, Wara. Christine Wara. Yeah. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. And Wara is spelled W-A-A-R-A. Often oh, it's yeah. pronounced here in Maui often as Wa'ara because now, we pronounce our vowels, all of them. Wa'ara. Yeah. Wa'ara. Uh, and I love the, the uh, painting that you have uh, uh, above your name, uh, Christine Wara Fine Art Studio. You've got uh, uh, lilies, uh, mm. painting of lilies. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, yeah, I'm very drawn to the water. The reason I'm looking oh, at Maui, yeah, that's I guess. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, um, so I'm looking water. at the uh, lilies right now. They're just gorgeous. Now, is that uh, watercolor? That's watercolor that as is, well? yep. And uh, so uh, just to uh, refer to the paint, the painting that you, the print that you have behind you. Now, the leaf at the top, uh, what did you first uh, put down? Uh, what colors did you put down first? Oh, that's a good question. I... Um, I choose my color palette before I get into the painting. Um, I try to plan it so that I answer all the questions that I have beforehand. So what kind of feeling do I want to evoke? Um, what shape do I want to make this painting? Is it going to be tall, wide, yeah. square? This yeah. is a tall one. Um, I love uh, quinacridone gold. That's one of my favorite Quinacridone Gold. Yeah, quinacridone gold. And there's uh, several quinacridone colors that um, one of the paint manufacturers called Daniel Smith makes. And um, they made it into my palette years ago along with some Winsor Newtons and Holbeins. Um, I'm not married to any one brand, but when I yeah. find a paint I really like, I keep it. And I use it in my palettes. But if I want to give uh, a warm story of the light, it's usually going to be a warmer palette using reds, oranges, golds. If it's going to be uh, a cooler feeling, uh, maybe, maybe people like the, the blues and the purples uh, and the greens, I'll use the, I'll use the cooler colors. But in any case, I like to pick out my palette before I start painting so that I I don't have yet another question to answer when I'm choosing. I, I might end up going in and getting another one or two colors, but it's basically um, decision-making. We have to make decisions before we start the painting. So did you start with the golden color and then work over with the reds? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. Usually I work transparent first mm -hmm. and then go to more opaque colors to go over those. Yeah. But those are all transparent colors that you're, you're seeing in that painting. And again, it's a partial of a scene. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, you know, you could imagine what you want. Uh, you could be going through the jungles for all, for all you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it just, it creates possibilities in your mind. Right. And I love that uh, uh, about artwork, you know, if it can stimulate your own thinking about something. Right. And, then, and you're interacting mentally with, with that piece that's so important. Well, there, there are three things about art that I like to think about when I'm painting or being a, a, a consumer of it. Um, I think the arts in general, they're, they're made to educate, they're also made to entertain, and they're made to enlighten. Mm -hmm. So art is a reflection of who we are as an artist, but it's also a reflection of our society around us. Um, one artist once gave a talk to our art club back on the mainland, and he, he said, I think it's an artist's responsibility to um, educate what's going on with politics. And I thought, well, I'm out of that ball game. I just, I'm, I'm not, that's not what I want to say with my art. So then I got to thinking, what do I want to say? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of artists... Um, start with, oh, that's so pretty, that, that really inspires me, I want to paint that. And so the goal becomes to try to get a likeness of the image that they're looking at. And so there goes realism, mm -hmm. and we try to get what we see. And then, personally, as I've been evolving as an artist, and I hope I continue to uh, for the rest of my life, uh, I'm curious about different mediums, uh, curious about life in general, and I think that part of me wants to dig more into the psyche, the human psyche. Why does that intrigue me? Why does that spark my interest? What is it about that subject that I'm drawn to? So I have another little piece over here on, on the yeah, other side of this Yeah, it's a little hard one. to see. Maybe you could um, take it down and, sure. and hold it into the light so we can see that. So this is, to me, it's more of an abstract. That's exactly right. But it, it looks organic. Mm -hmm. It looks like there's something organic in there. Well, thank you, Bill. You have a, you have a very perceptive eye. Oh, well. You do. <laughs> um, well, what it is, is um, it was organic. It was, it, were the, it was these berries hanging from this tree. Ah. And what drew me to them was their color and their shape. And abstract is taking the essence of what you're looking at and making it into something else. Yeah. It's not necessarily that subject, but you're seeing bits and pieces of it. Yeah. So yeah. I like to leave the viewer's imagination um, open. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, because what drew me to this was the color of the berries, I wanted to get some other colors in there that were also very, um, that would go well with the red berries. So I picked, once again, this started actually as a demo for one of my classes. And I, um, 
I think you have to hold it up a, a little. Okay. Oh, are we getting it? Yeah, sorry. It's hard with glass on it. Aim it. More yeah. this way? Yeah, towards this camera. Oh, okay, here. gotcha. Yeah, uh, still it's a little hard It's going to gonna be hard to yeah, see in here yeah. with the glass. So you have to go to the studio. Yes, you have to studio, come and, and you can see, see it up close because right. it's, it's just fabulous. Well, thank you. Now, this other painting that you brought, uh, to me, doesn't have a lot of mystery to no, it. No, This is bananas. This is. This is the haiku <laughs> apple bananas, the infamous haiku <laughs> apple bananas. Oh, yeah. And um, try to eat them every day. They're so good for you. The potassium. They are so good. I can't. I can't eat any other kind now. If you have problems with joints and and you know in your in bones and all, uh, bananas, potatoes, potassium, really really good for that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So try to eat a banana a day. It's easy to. They're easy to find. Yeah, they are easy to find. I I go shopping on my walks. There's a lot of fruit stands in Haiku. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and this came. Uh, to me as a gift from another artist and I brought them home and I just loved their shape okay so but I, this isn't your work yeah this is my oh, work okay, yeah. oh no no the bananas themselves are oh. the subject <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, yeah they um <laughs> And they, then you ate the artwork. And then I ate it. Yeah, so it's consumable art as well. <laughs> Scratch and sniff might yeah, be an idea to work right, with, too. Right, Yeah. Uh, and you've got wonderful pictures of uh, mangoes. Uh, I mean, we're, we... Thank you. You don't have to go far to find subjects for your painting. No. And, no. If, and if you thought that uh, for some reason you didn't qualify as an artist and blah, 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 and you're talking yourself down, well, Bobby D., who is not here uh, at this moment, but um, she started doing watercolors, and she took a few classes. Next thing you know, she's doing portraits mm-hmm. of of kids, little kids, babies even, and walking around, walking up to total strangers, can I take a picture of your baby or your your child? Now, if I did that, you can only imagine it. Get out, get out of here, you, you <laughs> Who's this strange weirdo? man? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it might have to come with some story before that, like I'm an artist. And I'd yeah, like to take you'd have your to child. do a lot of explaining. Right, I think. But, right. But she would just walk and she'd take these pictures, and next thing you know, she had created over uh, some time. Uh, over 500 portraits of little kids. It's delightful. Beautiful. Watercolor paintings. Beautiful. Uh, and then she just stopped. Stopped painting altogether. It was like huh. this tremendous creative urge, and right. then she just went on to something else, right. which she does. And she's not here right now. Uh, usually she's off in the, in the corner. You can't see her. But she likes to remind us that our show is brought to you by Maui Toyota. And we appreciate Maui Toyota's support of not just this show, but also my show on Manao Radio as well. So uh, it's great to have uh, support from the community. And uh, um, uh, I, I think it's important to mention a couple of other art shows now, the Open Studios Tour is each and every weekend through this month um, and at different locations. So um, you could check out Christine Juarez Studio Paintings, and uh, you can visit her, but it's it's not at your regular studio. No, but it is uh, where I've been exhibiting for the last two or three years. Well, I love the studios because of... 
the uh, turpentine, the smells oh, of yeah. the turps and the and the oils and ah, I love that, which yeah. might be dangerous in some cases. And we've heard about artists who uh, polluted themselves with grinding pigments. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, some people say that's how some artists ended up uh, dying and. Uh, so on and so forth. I don't know. All I know is I just love the smell of terps and <laughs> you and me both. I, there's a, it's terrible for us. It really it probably is. Probably is, but I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I know. Well, as a kid, I wanted to work at a gas station because I like the smell of gas. Yeah, that's interesting. So that was my high aspiration yeah. as a small little kid. My dad would say, "No, no, you don't want to work at a gas station for the rest of your life." And I, I like the dinging of the bell. You know, when you drive into oh, right. it, they don't. They, they don't do that they don't anymore. Have, they no. don't wash your windshield they, anymore. It's, no, nothing. it's no, no. What's What's wrong with them? I don't, don't they, know. Full they could service. Ar- they could charge an extra dollar uh, every time you drove in, right. or two, or three, or five, whatever. I mean, I would pay five bucks right. to have somebody check, check the my oil, oil, check the tires, right, right. clean the windshield, and yeah. and pump the gas. I don't like pumping gas. I don't know where that handle has been. Right? You, <laughs> you know? don't. It's and then you smell. Well, but then you get to smell your hand after you're done pumping gas. No, no I'm, I'm not as. Uh, as uh, no, uh, I, I'm no, not it's turpentine that does it for you. Uh, for, for some people, I, I understand. Uh, but the the smells of the studio, and that's what we're talking about. And these aren't all painters. We're talking about uh, sculptors. Um, uh, we have glass blowers. Glass blowers. Yeah, uh, Rick Strini. He's just down the road yeah, from us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had um, Zarella, um, the um, sculptor, uh, on our show last week, and um, uh, just amazing, amazing people. And and so if you get a chance to be, actually be in the studio, it, it's so inspiring oh, to there, see. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be two other artists with me this year, Husa Adams and Carla Thistle. Oh, okay. And, I don't know them. Oh, they're wonderful people. Yeah. They are wonderful people. Well, it's Carla's property that we're on, and she's she's been very instrumental in getting me interested in the encaustics. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested in I'm not in necessarily doing working with acoustics, but it, it it's come up a few times, and I, I've been curious about how they fabricated certain pieces, and and often it's acoustics, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could just explain briefly sure. how that how all works, because there's a wax it's, involved. Yeah, it's um it's a it's beeswax, and um. Demar var- or Demar resin together equals encaustic medium. Well, they mix it together. Yes. So you're putting layers of wax on a gessoed on a on an encaustic gessoed surface or substrate like a piece of wood. Uh huh. Um, and then you're you're building those layers with heat. So you'll put on a layer of wax and then you'll heat it and adhere it it'll seal it to what you're working on the panel and then you pigment it with pigmented waxes um you can you can collage with it with different papers different objects feathers plants yep so there's there's so much that you can do with encaustic and it's it's thinking outside the box for me 
Um, and for a lot of artists, I think it's that freedom to see what happens when yeah. or what if. Yeah, yeah. Because you just don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah. And uh, okay. you can just keep building layer upon layer. So it's kind of like um, working like the onion. You take away the layers, but uh -huh. here you're building the layers. Right. They're very thin layers, and then you heat with a heat gun or a blowtorch each layer you put on to adhere that layer to the next layer. Well, how does that hold up over the years? It holds up forever. Really? Oh, yeah. This is an ancient art form that mm. uh, started in Greece, I believe. And they're finding things that have been preserved in encaustic medium uh, from, I don't know, B.C.? Really? So, yeah. Wow. It's been... Uh, the the thing that you want to be careful of here living in Maui is you never want to have anything waxy in hot sunlight. No, that... <laughs> yeah, it could melt. So you don't want to have it in your car melting <laughs> through the windows. Um, but then uh, you also don't want to have it in the cold because you don't want it to crack. Oh, okay. So a fluctuation well, of hot and cold d is not... Re doesn't work very well, but if it's in a stable environment, away from direct sunlight, then it should be safe. I know a lot of people live in cold climates, and when they do, uh, and I've, I've only lived in San Francisco and visited some cold climates, but mm -hmm. when, you, when you visit people, uh, you, you go into their house, and they've got the temperatures turned way up. So I would imagine that might be a, a, a have an effect on acoustics it, as it well. shouldn't no. it shouldn't not unless they're unless you're going from zero degrees to you know 100 degrees yeah, that kind of fluctuation would yeah could you're crack. carrying your work back and forth oh sure like if you're going outside with it and getting into a house you just let it cool naturally now how do prints hold up um these um uh, oh the g clay prints? the g clay print prints have been uh now popular now for 20 30 years they have they have um they should hold up be, uh, because the inks what it, it matters what kind of inks you're using and what kind of paper or canvas you're using um they should hold up for a long time there's yeah. a uv protection built in on several of these so again uh, a lot of my prints are on paper on, on watercolor like paper uh -huh. But it's all um, acid-free right. and museum quality, um, and I only make twenty-five oh, of prints. each image. Oh, oh, right, really? It's a real limited edition. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think that art should be for everybody. Um, well, that's the great thing about your clays is that yeah. um, suddenly people who couldn't afford an original can afford the same look. Right. For uh, a fraction of the cost, right? Depending and, on the artist, <laughs> there, right? There's right. some artists who are selling prints for a, a exorbitant amounts, right? Um, right, and it's only it's really um, you. You always, if you can, it's like I tell my students with their art supplies: buy quality, cry only once mm -hmm. when you're paying for yes. it. Um, but. It's the same thing with originals. If you can afford an original piece of artwork, why not get the original? Sure. And then, you know, then you have it. But if you can't afford the original, but you really like that image and you really want to have it, 
Well, then that's when the print comes in. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the colors of the prints are pretty well matched to the original. Oh, yeah. It may yeah, not be amazing. exact, but yeah. it's, you know, it's a pretty good match. Now, one of the things I love about the Open Studios tour is that very often you'll find maybe artists' seconds, uh, works yes. that um, maybe weren't yeah. their favorites, mm-hmm. but still are terrific. Yeah. And we've bought pieces in the past for, uh, during the art, uh, Open Studios that, um, of course, we don't have much room anymore with all my artwork and Bobby's artwork but uh, uh, smaller pieces, and, and we've got them for, uh, you know, a fraction of what you might find. So. That's right. There's a lot of bargains to be had out yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and I know um, if I've been hanging on to paintings for a long time, they're, they're going to be marked down because I really just want them to go home with somebody else yeah, not come you, back to my house. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you get tired of looking at your own right, stuff Right, right. So there, there's some sales going on, and... Um, some of the newer pieces that are small and experimental, somebody might really enjoy. Also, uh, a lot of times I do studies, small studies for the bigger pieces that I do. And those I frame if they turn out to be okay, and then I pass them along. Sometimes, too, sketches. Um, sketches free, from the, yep, unframed free, pieces. Yeah, these, Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they'll capture, capture your interest and your imagination. As much as uh, anything else, That's uh, right. we're talking with Christine Wara. Yes, right? yes, <laughs> you got it. You're good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and uh, all part of the uh, Open Studios tour. We hope to have a couple more artists on the show next week. Uh, we're going to be repeating um, our shows coming up Thursday and Friday, as we've got other things going on. But I also wanted to mention the Woodworker's Journey, which is on. Have you seen that oh, at the Schaefer? Oh, that is not to be missed. Absolutely. That is one yeah. great show. And it's not a big show. It's no. like 25 artists, established artists, right. working oh. in wood. These are not uh, whittlers. No. Although they probably started as whittler. We, so, yeah, they know. have to start somewhere. But let's not forget Whittler's mother. <laughs> and um, so, um, and and coming up uh, as part of the woodworker's journey, concept to creation at the Schaefer Gallery. It's on the grounds of the Maui Arts and Cultural Center. The uh, gallery is open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. So today, being kind of overcast, might be a good day to visit. Mm-hmm. Also, before Castle Theater shows and during intermission, and the show is open through uh, February 23rd. So you still have time to catch the show. And uh, coming up February 15th, I think that's Saturday, is it? That is Saturday. Saturday. Um, They have an Observe and Play Family Day, and I love these family days. Uh, This popular program brings families together to experience the world-class gallery, the Schaefer Gallery, view the exhibit, and engage in hands-on art-making fun. Mm -hmm. The Observe and Play Family Day, 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the Schaefer Gallery this coming Saturday. So um, get in on that if you can. Take the kids. and uh, It's nice to expose children at a young age to the different kinds of art. Yeah. There's so much yeah, here. absolutely. Do you teach children as well? I have. Yeah? Yeah, not currently, but I have. Do you have kids? I do. Yeah. I have two grown boys. Grown boys, Yes. <laughs> and, uh, one of them is a chiropractor. Oh, really? Yep. 
And the other one is a tattoo artist. Huh. Yes. Tattoo artist. Have yes. you thought about doing a little tattoo artwork on somebody? Or well, no? mom doesn't have any yet. So um, you don't have a tattoo? No, no, I don't. But I, I think, you know, he told me, I said, Ben, I would be happy to get a tattoo from you, one of your original designs. I would love that. He said, Mom, I've already caused you enough pain. <laughs> I don't want to cause you any more That's pain. That's a good boy. He is. I'll yeah. tell you, he's so good at what he does. We just had a nice conversation last night. Yeah. I told him I was going to be on the radio today. And he said, I'm, I'm very nervous. He said, oh, don't worry, Mom. You've got this. Yeah, sure. And he said, um, <laughs> he's so fun. He said, he's working on... Uh, five. His goal was to have five new pieces done by the end of the year, and he's working on his fifth one now. We're talking about tattoos. Oh yeah, but they're they're huge. He does them in watercolor, not he, on bodies. Uh, no, he does the. But then he also does them on bodies, um, like he'll do these big major back pieces or arm pieces. But what he does is he gets the image first, yeah. creates it in his mind, yeah. and then he um, he gets it onto the paper. And he'll make prints of that, and somebody will say, oh, I really like that image. I'd like that on my leg or on my back or chest or wherever. And, um, and that's a real compliment to the artist when you want an original piece of their creation. Sure, yeah. So he was, uh, he was telling me how it's hard to work all day tattooing and then come home and paint. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that is very true. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate to have um, be an artist full time, but for many artists, it's a supplement. I mean, they have to we have to supplement our incomes in different ways. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, including myself, yeah. I just recently went out on the limb a few years ago, mm-hmm. and went full time artwork. Oh yeah. wow! Was yeah. that scary? That must have been scary at first. You know. I always say leap and the net will appear. And it <laughs> the did. Net will appear. And it does. Yeah. People well, will come into your life and give you opportunities. You have such such talent and uh, create such beautiful things. Thank you. You just beautify the world and you're this is all from your imagination. It's it wasn't there before you. That's and, true. And uh, if it weren't for you, it wouldn't exist at all. It well, would, be a big blank hole in the universe that's (laughs) creation that's creation (laughs) and you do the same thing yeah we're all creators yeah i'm just filling empty air is what i'm doing (laughs) well there wouldn't be anything filled if it wasn't for you and and i love to present music in a way that makes sense i mean i just don't throw a bunch of random tunes on on the air but i try to create various uh uh, scenarios or mm-hmm. uh, uh, themes, uh, thematic sets. Uh, oh, that's, that's what I gift. do. On, that's a on creative Manal. gift. And some people say uh, I get inspiration I, oh, when yeah. I do my artwork. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I listen to music all the time. Yeah, what I'm do you doing. listen to? I listen to all kinds. I like classical? everything from classical to jazz to folk to um, just instrumental a lot of people prefer uh, artists pre- prefer instrumental mm-hmm. music because it's, they're not distracting you with Words. vocal ideas. Right. But uh, because you can create uh, the music or the uh, images in your in your mind. Oh yeah. And uh, it just it's uh, it's wonderful. And everybody's got a favorite. Do you have a favorite uh, 
artist? A piece or a oh. favorite uh, composer, favorite uh, singer, uh, musician. It's hard to say, you know. Favorite I, key. <laughs> oh, no, you know, I don't have a favorite. Although, uh, I used to listen to Italian opera. Really? Yes. And it, because I didn't understand the words. And I loved yeah. the sound of the Italian language. Yeah. I grew yeah. up in an Italian household. So um, just listening to Italian opera, uh, my kids always knew when they came home from school and they'd walk in the door if, if it was a good day because I'd be listening full blast to Italian opera and they'd walk in and uh, they'd go, oh, mom's painting in her studio. Okay, good. We can... You know, have you seen opera? Have you been to an I opera? I have never been to an opera. Oh my gosh, you've got just got never. to go. I know. Yeah, we don't have opera here. No. But if you ever have a chance, I uh, would if you're love going to that. a major city, yes, uh, it hardly matters what opera, but some are more um, uh, understandable. Right. Even though they have the super titles underneath now, oh. so you can understand what they're they're singing about. Yeah. What's your favorite music? Uh, it's hard to say. I, 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 my show is so far reaching. Uh, every, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when I'm on Mana'o, I, uh, it is. Uh, sometimes I, I use, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes I use the birthday list as, as kind of my guide, uh, which uh, leads me to all kinds of things. But, uh, uh just this, uh, yesterday I played, uh, Elton John's, funeral for a friend and then I followed it with In Memory of Elizabeth Reed from the Allman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Now both those songs you'll never hear on regular radio because right. each one is like about 14 minutes long right. let alone back to back without any interruptions right. um, and, I, and I just love the ability to do that and nobody hollers at me from the front office because well, we don't have one. thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. I just want to thank you so much for what you do. And you know, the gift of music is so important. If it can inspire some people, and I've been told that, uh, you know, the and I didn't write the music, but uh, just putting it over the air as a, a, compared to other normal radio stations. I mean, no, no ordinary radio station would, let alone play "Funeral for a Friend" or "In Memory of Elizabeth Reed." And to right. me, those two songs are ubiquitous uh, for. Um, I wouldn't say our generation because you're younger than I am, but I grew up with, um, from <laughs> you name it, Jimmy Durante to mm -hmm. uh, the Foo Fighters and beyond. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll play anything. That, that, that suits my fancy or amuses me oh, at the that's time. Great. Well, sometimes I'll be listening and I'll hear a song that was so far reaching, something like from the Weepies. Uh, and I'll go, oh my gosh, it made it here to the radio. It's so good. The great. Weepies, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. That's not mm -hmm. a, your everyday no, band. No, <laughs> no. So I appreciate what you do. And, you know, one time I asked people a question. Well, not one time, but I'll often ask this question. If you had a choice between music and your cell phone or electronics, and you could only have one, what would you choose? A hundred percent of the time, I got music. Yeah, sure. Where would we be without music? And the creation of music, to me, is one of my favorite 
creative aspects of, mm-hmm. of my life because Bobby uh, and, and I have a group called Bobby D and the Stereotypes. and It's actually two groups. We get together with different musicians twice a week and uh, on a regular basis and, um, and I, nice. I play drums and sing and Bobby sings and, uh, and we've got some very uh, adept musicians uh, playing with us and and we're so fortunate, and so. Uh, oh, we are. We have a lot of musicians on the island. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. very talented. My very husband talented does music. a little songwriting, and some. Yeah. He's a musician. He used to play in bands. Uh, my kids, they are beautiful musicians. Oh, really? Yeah. The one who's a tattoo artist was also a is also a classical guitarist. Wow. Well, and, now, did he pick up uh, some of your artistic uh, enthusiasm? Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay, I have a story for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> one time when um, when the kids were one and two, uh, they're only sixteen months apart, so I was busy for a while. Uh, I would have to get up early before them to get any painting done because I wanted to make all my Christmas presents that year. So I would get up at 3 a.m. because they were up at 5 or 6. So in order to get any watercolor painting done, you really have to have a nice chunk of time. Sure. So I would get up, turn on my little light, and go to work. And I heard Ben getting up, and his brother Nathan was still sleeping, so I wanted to go get him before Nathan woke up. So I ran upstairs and I got Ben and I said, come on down. I changed his diaper. We went downstairs and I got, you know, he had that little blue onesie pajama and he had a little, <laughs> his his cute little self and we were playing. And as soon as I heard his brother, I said, come on, let's go get your brother. So we went upstairs together because he's too young to leave alone in a room by himself. He's only two. So the one-year-old wakes up. And I had to change his diaper and all that. So while I had got him on the changing table, Ben sneaks off and he goes downstairs where I was painting. And I I don't know this. I just don't hear him anymore. So I get downstairs and I'm thinking it's way too quiet. Uh. Where did he go? Where did he go? So I go, oh, no, he's in the art studio. So I get in there and there he is holding the brush over my work uh, that he had already painted on oh. and I had been working on this one for weeks and I almost done and I just didn't have time to put the things away before they you know Jeez. getting the kids and he had it and he was so proud of himself he got all over the all over the paper and he holds up the brush and he turns to me and as I'm holding his brother in misbelief, I, he says, Mom, look, I'm an artist just like you. <laughs> and how could I get mad? No. You know, I couldn't. He was so cute. So I just ate it up, and I just thought, well, I'll try it again. Did you, you know? save that one for from I him? I saved it for years. Did you? <laughs> but, you know, when, when we moved here, oh, seven years ago, I had to get rid of a lot of things. And that was the hardest thing, getting rid of. Uh, oh, yeah. All my art things and photo, you know, I, I still have photographs, but yeah. just we had two pieces of lug- luggage between the two of us, my husband and I. 
to come to Maui? To come to Maui, yeah. That was it. That was it. You know, because you can box things up, you know. I and know, <laughs> I know, but we people didn't. Will, you could hire people, we, you know, to box we, things. I know, none of that was going on. Uh, we were going to just start fresh ready and to start just it. Yeah, do it all yeah. new. And when was this? What year? Uh, that was in 2014. Oh, 2014. okay, yeah. yeah. So you've been here for all that time? 2013. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting place to live. Ah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Maui no Kauai. It's, yeah, there, there's uh, a lot of controversy about various things going on. But uh, I think, you know, what I, I love about uh, Maui, uh, one of the things I love about Maui, is, is the language. Uh, yes. I don't speak Hawaiian but I love the words and the sounds, yes. and uh, I love the music uh, and the, mm-hmm. the culture and the oh, people. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, when I first arrived, I, I met a couple of uh, Hawaiian uh, people that really meant a great deal to me. Uh, Manu Kahaiali'i, who's uh, Willie Kay's uh, father. Uh, I worked with him uh, over at the West Maui TV studios doing a series of musical uh, uh, presentations and uh, and uh, if you, if you've never met a person with aloha real aloha then you you don't know what it is that's right and, that's uh, right and to meet someone like that and I met a few people who were genuine mm-hmm. uh, so genuine that. Um, uh, it's just uh, captivated me, and I've been here ever since. I don't feel like going anywhere else. No. Even though it's expensive, and it's yeah. becoming more and more gentrified, folks. Uh, I hate to see that happen, because that's what happened in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, So where were you originally, then? Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh, surrounded by the Great Lakes, and lots of rivers and waterfalls, lots of freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of forest. And I was always a nature kid. Loved to be outside. Yeah. First one in the water, last one out. <laughs> um, and then when I graduated from college, I went to um, Rochester, New York. And I spent the next 27 years there. Um, the reason I went to Rochester was because my husband who was my boyfriend at the time, uh-huh. uh, was living there, and he convinced me that that's where I should go. Oh. You, you need to come to Rochester. You need to come. Mm. So I, I did. I went and visited him, and I fell in love, yeah. and the rest is history. We've been together for 30, well, since 19, 1986. Really? Yeah, wow. married since 88. Yeah. yeah, we've been married since uh, 88. Yeah, We've gotten married in 88. Us too. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and that, that is a feat of um, accomplishment. Yeah. It is, especially if you've got kids and, you know, the typical expenses. Yeah. And then living here. Right. Uh, the, it's so expensive. Uh, housing is ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and to make that journey, too, two suitcases, and that was it. that was it. Oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. We had a dream. uh, When we came on our honeymoon, I think I was only 24, uh, we got here, and we fell in love with the culture. 
We had never felt such aloha spirit. It's very, I have to say, it is similar to the UP or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in the way oh. that it's not just surrounded by water, but it is the culture of the people. You realize that you're isolated yeah. and you need to help each other out. Right. And everybody knows their neighbor yeah. and people are kind to each other and you build upon your resources. And it's all about building relationships. Everything has to do with the relationships that we make with each other. So when we came here, we fell in love with, with Maui and, and all of the islands, really. And for me, um, it was a dream I always had. And we made it happen. Uh, it was right when the market had you know, went went down in the housing, we thought maybe it's actually possible. Yeah. And with some number crunching and some savings that we had because yeah. of this dream, we made it happen and we were very fortunate to find an existing house that that had a little art studio oh, in the really? back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was owned by the previous owner was also an artist. So I was very fortunate to um we were very fortunate to find this place. Um, and the the reason why I don't have my open studios there is the parking situation. Mm, it's on yeah. West Kuyaha Road. It's on a curb. There's really not a lot of parking, but... Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you did that. I know other yeah. artists are uh, not necessarily displaying in their studio, but many are. And some are uh, uh, displaying their work at the Banyan Tree uh, on the west side, uh, Lahaina um gallery over there not Lahaina gallery but Lahaina Art Society yeah. um, and uh, so there are many different situations if you just if you're like me and you like to poke around in other people's <laughs> houses which is one reason I used to go garage sailing all the time oh, uh, right that's is, another one I love doing a, that too. yeah uh, that's where we found all our furniture oh really yeah, yeah sure of course yeah. yeah yeah there's some great bargains out there yeah. so um I want to remind because we're down to the last minute now. Are you um, kidding? That was yeah, really I know. Fast. Uh, Christine Wara, or uh, you could say Vaara, right. which would be more of the Hawaiian, but it's mm -hmm. spelled W A A R A. You can find her on the internet. She has her, her own uh, website. And then the Open Studios Tour which is uh, going on this weekend and the next at various locations each weekend. It's a different specific location. It might be upcountry or west side or so on. So you can check the uh, website, Maui Open Studios, and uh, choose your tour, your own tour. And mm -hmm. it won't cost you anything unless free. you want to buy some artwork, there which I always encourage <laughs> people to do. Uh, and... Uh, uh, it's uh, very exciting. I was going to talk about other uh, events coming up, but we've got Art Maui Art coming, up. Are, coming you, up. are you I'm, entering I'm a piece? Entering a piece. Great. Yeah. Well, that's just around the corner. It is. The art of trash is a, another oh, possibility. That's so much fun. That's real creative, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And don't forget the Hui No Yao. Yeah, Hui No. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So plenty of opportunities if you're a starting artist or you're a starving artist or you just want to be inspired. That's right. Uh, it's all out out there thank and you. we are surrounded by wonderful artists like yourself thank so you, thank Bill. you so much thank for coming you. in and thanks to My all pleasure. for uh, listening uh, on KAKU 88.5 
FM, and uh, I'm Bill Best, Bobby D. Best, usually here, but not today. She would remind you.